Hi, this is Dave Summers, and welcome to AMA Edgewise. Chris Keeney is a successful business builder, growth capital investor, and member of Princeton University's entrepreneurship faculty. He built Rosetta, a digital marketing firm which was sold to Publicis Group in 2011. He now teaches at Princeton and drives the enterprise value of companies at Rosemar Capital, the private equity firm he founded. And John Danner brings decades of entrepreneurial and professional experience to his global work with leaders and their organizations in many settings. He teaches at both UC Berkeley and Princeton. He anchors the executive education programs and keynote conferences in innovation, entrepreneurship, strategy, and leadership. And he's the co-author of a different book we're not going to discuss today, The Other F Word, How Smart Leaders, Teams, and Entrepreneurs Put Failure to Work. But why we've got both of them here today is to talk about their terrific new book called Built for Growth. How Builder Personality Shapes Your Business, Your Teams, and Your Ability to Win. Gentlemen, welcome to AMA Edgewise. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Beautiful, beautiful day in Times Square. (laughs) That it is. Unlike a couple days ago. We won't go into that. Indeed. This is fascinating stuff. Actually, here at the AMA, we do pay attention to personality type. We, at one point, uh, and I believe it's still available on demand, we paid an awful lot of attention to the Myers-Briggs you know, type indicator and that way of determining what were good fits for teams and, and whatnot. So we're, we're very much interested in the personalities that sort of present themselves as leaders or, or people will follow. You know what I mean? Followership, you know, trying to identify those types of folks. But I'm interested in, and you can do a jump ball on this, whichever one of you feels like, or both of you feel like taking this question. Why? Why is the personality makeup of a company founder, okay, and or a product service visionary so important? Why is that so important? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to get that started. And then, John, I'm sure I'll jump in. Leading a team, whether it's leading a team to build a new company or leading a team to build a new business inside a corporation is a bit of a torture test of every aspect of your personality. And so what what John and I discovered is that the context in which you operate as a leader is crucial to defining your personality. And so what we did was to go out and interview a thousand different successful entrepreneurs to be able to distill four distinct types. Each type ends up building his business, her business, or organization inside a larger corporation in distinct ways that are a function of their personality. We think everybody is curious about who they are, why we're made up the way we're made up, how we make decisions and the like. But as important as that question is, an even more important question from Chris's and my points of view is the context in which your personality manifests itself. Most businesses, whether they're independent startups or emerging ventures inside established companies, face the same challenge, Mm -hmm. and that challenge is growth. Mm -hmm. How do you grow new value? How do you gain new customers and the like? That is an exquisitely full exposure environment. Mm -hmm. It, It exposes your strengths. It exposes your weaknesses in a way that is undeniable. Whether you might like to or not, the people working with you are very aware of that. So our, our focus in this book is to put that curiosity about who you are in the context of building successful businesses of enduring value. So much of that is context, though. Like, for instance, look at a famous historical figures, almost like military leaders like, like Patton. 
you know, or Leonidas, you know, 300, the story of 300, whatever. These are wartime leaders, you know what I mean? And they succeeded and they had their moment, you know, of success and they were inspirational and whatnot. But outside of war, what were they? Yeah, so this begs the question, what are the contextual factors in which this exposure that John just described occur? What we've been able to do is to take basically the five steps of building a company. So, for instance, the first one is how do I take my idea and turn it into a solution, whether that's as a startup or as a business inside a larger corporation. It turns out that the way each of these builder types approaches that problem is profoundly different. And those differences lie in his or her personality. So Mm -hmm. here's an example. The driver, which happens to be the same personality that John and I share. Actually, one of the four. One of the four, yes. The driver is, as his or her name suggests, driven by finding the linkage between the problem or the product itself and the market. So product-market fit is crucial, is defining. In fact, the driver is so driven to be successful in the market, that he or she kind of defines himself by that success. In fact, John and I coined this expression when we were thinking through and talking to drivers, that there's almost a form of product narcissism in which the founder or leader identifies the product so closely to his or her personality and sense of self that it gives him or her the sense of well-being. Very, very different, for instance, from the captain. And maybe John can talk a little bit about the captain's So that would be the second one, the captain. Yeah, the captain is somebody who is focused much more on the we than the me, if you will. A captain is, in some ways, a better improviser. Doesn't fall in love, necessarily, with the product du jour or the strategy of the moment. And is willing to take signals, both from inside the organization and his or her collaborators, as well as the outside market. That can be a weakness for the drivers that Chris just described because they can become almost too much in love with the product that is their brainchild and stay too much in love while market changes around them. Now, each of these, and the other two we'll mention very quickly, would be the explorer. Uh, If drivers are focused on the problem and the product, explorers are really fascinated by the puzzle. These folks tend to be systems thinkers. They're drawn almost like a moth to a flame to a complicated problem that that up to this point has defied a solution. They're intensely curious, very systems thinkers in their orientation. And the difficulty sometimes that, that explorers face is that they, having solved a problem, lose interest and want to move on to the next one (laughs) before their company gets a chance to truly scale the first solution. That's right. That's right. right. And then the fourth is the crusader. If you think about entrepreneurs like Ben and Jerry's, for example, which everyone is presumably familiar with, they're kind of the archetype of the crusader. People that are building a business as a means to another end. They have a long-term vision or mission in mind, whether it's changing society or transforming the landscape of a market. They're motivated differently, they make decisions differently, they manage and they lead quite differently from the other three that we were talking about. And then one other point on the issue that Chris introduced. We refer to these five challenges we refer to as growth dynamics because they're not linear. Just because you think you've got a resolution for one of them now does not mean that they're not going to come back. And they also collide with one another and intersect with one another. So to your question about context... 
It's the context that reveals the kind of personality differences that we've discovered in this book. It doesn't necessarily shape the personality. In fact, there's a dance between the two, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it has a very interesting way of revealing the strengths and weaknesses of each of these four builder personality types. Is, is any – okay, and again, I'm just learning this on, on the fly here. I read the book, which is remarkable, but I'm interested in your, your thinking on it. Is any one of these superior or better than the other? Yeah, no, a lot of people ask us that question because when people think about founders or successful entrepreneurs, they think of Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs is the archetype of the driver. Or Elon Musk uh, or any of, any of the, new, the new breed of folks that get so much media attention. Absolutely. However, that – by our calculation, is less than 30% of founders. And so there's some really good news in terms of you don't have to have a singular personality. And in fact, each of these personalities can be very successful in his or her own way. In fact, one of the more famous venture capitalists we spoke with, Paul Mader, who's the co-founder of Highland Capital Partners, as he was exposed to our construct, he said, you know, I invest in business builders across the range. I don't really care if you're a driver or an explorer, a captain or a crusader, but what I really care about is be the best damn fill-in-the-blank you can be. And what that really means is leveraging your inherent strengths and then being aware of and buffering your weaknesses. And John spoke a little bit about how hardwired some of these strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. Just to take another pair, the captain is just absolutely brilliant at tapping the inner productivity of the team. But the captain's vulnerability is that sometimes he or she ends up delegating too much. Mm -hmm. The crusader is so mission-focused that he or she begins to lose interest in actually the operational detail sure. that ends up driving success. One of the most gratifying dimensions of talking about this book with audiences now around the world is that when folks go onto our website, www.builtforgrowth.com, and take the Builder Personality Quiz, it's mm -hmm. about a two-minute quiz that we'd invite uh, all the listeners to, to take. The comments we get back, both live and then by email, are really quite striking. People say, oh my gosh, I never thought I was this kind of person, or you've nailed me. And you get that sense that there's not just one door to this world of mm -hmm. creating successful businesses. Sure. There are at least these four. Mm -hmm. And it, that, I think, is, a, is an invitational approach to the entrepreneurial challenge and also the entrepreneurial challenge. And the one thing we haven't talked about yet is that as valuable as this is for the individual at the center of the growth process, the builder or founder himself or herself, it is also of value to the co-founders and to the collaborators and the investors or executive sponsors of these new business initiatives. Because Chris talked about product market fit, which many of your audience is probably familiar with, I suspect, as a concept. We think the fit between the builder personality and the other collaborators with whom that person must interact in order to build great businesses is every bit as important as the degree to which the product itself matches the needs and interests of the customers on the outside. So here's an example of that. The explorer, this is the builder type who's just fascinated by the problem and then builds a solution in a systematic way to commercialize that problem or ultimately commercialize that solution. There are specific kinds of financial sponsors who are particularly good at 
supporting an explorer, whether that sponsor is inside a corporation or whether that sponsor is a venture capitalist or a private equity person. And so just to kind of describe that a little more deeply, the explorer wants you, the financial investor or sponsor, to really appreciate the elegance of the solution. In fact, cares more about that than the financial reward. That's a pretty big deal. So if you're a financial sponsor of an explorer and you are not respecting and recognizing the beauty and elegance of the solution, you will end up alienating that kind of founder. So most sponsors feel that the number one motivation is financial, and yet they would really miss the mark if that were the lever that they were using to motivate and enable an explorer. Conversely, the driver actually wants to have his product recognized and, in fact, needs another set of eyes, as John said earlier, to make sure that he doesn't or she doesn't fall too deeply in love with the product and needs a a kind of sounding board in terms of product market fit over time. And just to put a couple of faces on the dynamic that Chris was just describing, everybody's familiar with Mark Zuckerberg as a famous entrepreneur, obviously. We would characterize Zuckerberg as very much the explorer somebody who's fascinated by the problem of social networking. But a perhaps less well-known founder would be a person like Brian O'Kelly, who's the founder of AppNexus, one of the largest behind-the-scenes web advertising firms, quite successful, one of those proverbial unicorns in the world of startups. And these folks, as Chris was suggesting, really are puzzle solvers. They're interested in dissecting and then discovering a solution to something that is intricate, interchangeable, and and complex. That's what drives them. Exactly. The crusader, on the other hand, is a broader thinker and focused on the longer-term horizon. On a higher purpose. Exactly. If you don't mind, just I'm fascinated by books like this, mainly because of the backstory. What went into building a book like this? What kind of research went, went into it? Obviously, a ton of interviews that we heard about, but you know, what went into the construction of this book? Sure. So the underlying intellectual property we used to sort out these four types was developed in the company that I started called Rosetta. And Rosetta focused on building what we call personality-based clustering that takes the four factors or five factors that distinguish people in terms of how their preferences what do you like doing, actually drive your behavior. Sort of archetypes or something Ar- like that? Archetypes, but archetypes, as, as John was mentioning earlier, archetypes in the context of the behavior. Right. So Rosetta built personality-based segmentations for everything from credit cards to cell phones to breast cancer drugs. All around the world, leading brands were really, ba- the marketing was based on understanding how your preferences drive your behaviors. John and I got together because we both teach at Princeton. This happened actually at the end of a semester. We were sitting down and having lunch and celebrating the end of the grading process and, and all that we'd learned with our students over the course of the semester. And we started talking about applying this to the entrepreneurial question. Are all founders the same? What differentiates them? Is there a single winning formula? If not, what are the formulas? And so we got together a couple of years ago to apply this know-how to, as I mentioned earlier, over a 1,000 entrepreneurs who are very successful to distinguish one from the other. One of the most interesting things about this research methodology that Chris and his team pioneered is the way in which the algorithm, the sophistication of the algorithm, allowed us not just to detect these four distinct personality types, 
but more importantly, from a user-friendliness point of view, to go from an original questionnaire, which had more than 100 questions in it, down to basically 10 questions Mm -hmm. uh, in a two-minute quiz that captures the essence of these four factors that together comprise personality. Motivation to be an entrepreneur, how you make decisions, how you lead, and how you manage the people with whom you work. That's cool stuff. Just as a a wrap-up question here, again, uh, before the microphones were turned on, I share with you pretty much who I I think, okay, I'll probably get emails on this or whatever, (laughs) but who I think the bulk of our audience is. And and for those of you who hear the podcast a lot, I apologize in going down this list again, but it's, it's for new managers, middle managers, frontline supervisors, and aspiring leaders. What's in this book for those folks? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is to discover who you are so that you can then align your strengths and your style in building new businesses inside a company, leading a team inside a company, to play to your strengths and buffer your weaknesses. So let me give you an example. One of the entrepreneurs that we met is Jenny Fleiss. She's actually the founder of Rent the Runway here in Mm -hmm. New York. Her leadership and dynamism, she happens to be a crusader, caused her to decide to leave Rent the Runway and join the team that built Jet.com that Walmart acquired. And so what the leader of Jet.com saw in Jenny is exactly the kind of thing he needs to be able to diversify his portfolio. She's inventive. She attracts people who have a similar view toward mission, has deep leadership skills, and is able to catalyze a team based on her strengths. So to summarize, learn who you are, or as Socrates said, know thyself. Mm then by understanding thyself, actually be able to build the team and the support around you, both recognizing your natural strengths and your weaknesses. So it becomes an empirical way to be more effective in a large organization. And I might add, in the organizational context, whether you're a frontline supervisor, a manager, inside an organization, and you may not think of yourself necessarily as a capital E entrepreneur or a capital (laughs) I intrapreneur, I think our suggestion would be, If there's a true north in an organization, aside from culture and values, it is growth. And to the extent that you can align your mission, your job, your style in an organization, your reputation in an organization around that imperative agenda for every business, you're going to be in good shape. And that puts you in the zone of being a business builder, whether you're building that in the context of a new product, whether you're trying to basically open up a new market, whether you may be creating a new business model. The closer you can attach yourself to the growth agenda, chances are the brighter your prospects are for the future career inside that organization and the degree to which it may open up options for you outside the organization. And just to wrap up, I'm going to ask for that web address one more time sure. from you for the little quiz or survey that mm-hmm. they can take. Can you give it to our audience? www.builtforgrowth.com. Thank you. Chris Keeney and John Danner, co-authors of Built for Growth, How Builder Personality Shapes Your Business, Your Team, and Your Ability to Win. Gentlemen, this is really cool stuff. I could talk about it all day. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you.
AMA webcasts bring you 60 minutes of thought-provoking insight, specific answers to your management challenges, and conversations with renowned thought leaders. Best of all, they're all free. For a complete schedule of upcoming webcasts, visit the events calendar at amanet.org forward slash events. you in this program or if you have any comments and questions you'd like to loop back with us on we can be reached at a phone number 212-903-8090 or by email at edgewise at amanet.org that's edgewise at amanet.org